there. Welcome to another episode of the Car Girl Show. I'm Janice Showers, my co-host, Jesse Jesse Kessel from Machete Marketing. Today we're going to be talking uh, about LinkedIn. We're going to be talking to uh, Ian Nethercott uh, about LinkedIn. And Ian's got some great information for us, some great tips on how to bring value to your LinkedIn page. Yeah, and we hear we hear this term, you know, LinkedIn influencer or expert really being thrown around a lot. And I see a lot of people using that term to describe themselves. And Janice and I were just wondering, like, you know, what if what actually is an influencer? What does it take? How do you get there? How do you get that designation? And so Ian is going to come on the show. Um, He is going to talk to us about specific things that he used to get to, I think now almost 22,000 followers, followers over a period of time. Um, 10 years. Over he, 10 years, he right? He's been on LinkedIn. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's going to really uh, give us some golden nuggets that you guys can use and uh, take away to, to enhance your LinkedIn um, strategy. So uh, we'll have Ian on the show here. We're, we're actually filming this in two parts. So uh, this is going to be part one and part two, uh, which we will link uh, in the comments below so you can check out uh, both videos. Yeah, we're looking forward to talking with Ian. Okay. And what does that really mean? In my mind, I think you're always learning. Uh, I mean, I've been learning LinkedIn since the beginning and and it changes daily. So I'm constantly looking at learning on LinkedIn specifically. But to me, every platform, it's about, um, you know, really daily activity uh, and learning from not only yourself, but what other people do on the platform. Um, And then really growing over time. Uh, I think really growing a LinkedIn following takes time, but more importantly, takes good content. So, you know, really it's about um, building what is you and hopefully helping other people on the platform, which is what I, I Chris, try and focus Chris, are on. We, are we day. on camera? Okay, that's oh, fine. We can count it down. So, yeah, I yeah, want okay. is there a designation though, Ian? Do you hit a certain number of influencers and or a number of contacts and you become a lion or what like um, i tried no, to look I'm, this uh, up and you know, i didn't LinkedIn find linkedin does brand certain individuals generally celebrities with uh, you know see it on their profile it has a little sort of linkedin sort of check mark or whatever it's like a blue thing on their profile and that's really sort of the top certain percentage of linkedin people on the globe in the globe but that's really a designation that linkedin puts in there when people put stuff like in their subject line, like uh, I'm a lion, I'm a LinkedIn you know, expert, I'm a LinkedIn trainer, I'm a LinkedIn influencer, all those kind of things, that's really them, uh, I guess, making themselves, in their opinion, what they feel is a LinkedIn person or a LinkedIn leader. Uh, you know, I feel that really it's, 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 that's not necessarily true, that's what they feel. And that's how they're promoting themselves. Yeah, um, usually it's the ones that offer true. it as a service. Headlines. If general. they offer it as a service, like, you know, how to optimize your LinkedIn profile or become like LinkedIn famous, if they offer it, then they become, you know, they list themselves as LinkedIn influencers. But I did some research on this actually online because I was really curious to know after someone told me that they were a LinkedIn influencer and I thought, what? <laughs> like, really? How does that work? I'm thinking... 
I don't know. Uh, I'm pretty active on there and I don't consider myself a LinkedIn influencer. So once upon a time, uh, a while ago, I guess when LinkedIn wasn't as popular, they were Mm -hmm. offering that designation Mm -hmm. um, and people could actually apply for it. And then they closed, closed it off. So you can't apply for it anymore. And like Ian said, it's more people that are of you know so are celebrities they're celebrities mm-hmm. and so they'll give them the the designations yeah. but like for the rest of us it's not really it's not something you can just have on your profile right or, or you're a thought leader like for example if i'm uh, uh for example i work for harvard university i mean one of the people recently that i talked to quite a bit uh, i think her name is dory she does actually uh she does courses for linkedin on their linkedin learning platform and she's a university prof and a well-regarded one. Um, and, you know, there are other people like that, like Guy Kawasaki and those kind of people, right? I mean, these are known people anyway. Uh, but in terms right. of the question I would ask someone who claims they're a LinkedIn influencer is, first of all, like, number one, how long you've been on the platform? Like, have you been on since the beginning of the platform? How many first-degree connections do you have? And more importantly, how active are you on the platform? Like anyone can claim that I can, you know, rewrite your profile for you. It's the same as people who say I can rewrite your resume. That doesn't guarantee that it's going to be a better uh, profile resume. That just means in their opinion it is, right? Right. Uh, And I know most of the LinkedIn trainers globally, um, and some of them are better than others, you know. But my opinion is if you're going to learn LinkedIn, you really need to use the platform. And then it's a question of what you're using it for. So... You know, um, my view is I, I change my profile pretty commonly, like on a pretty regular basis. And I and I publish content and I have for quite a while, but I publish content because I like to publish it. Um, you know, people read it because they like it. It's not about, you know, me making money from it specifically. Now, I think someone who's a LinkedIn influencer or a LinkedIn trainer, a lot of those guys, it's really for them, it's about money, which is which is fine. But that doesn't mean you're an influencer. That just means you're making a living from it, right? So um, to me, there's people I read because I like their content, and they may or may not be a LinkedIn influencer. I mean, there's a guy uh, that I like in the sales side, and he's been at it for I don't know how long, probably only a couple of years. But he's garnered a huge following because his stuff is not only sales-centric, it's funny. And he happens to be in the U.K., but, you know, uh, I, would, I would ask the first question, like, how many LinkedIn connections do you have and how much do you interact with those connections? Um, so, I would consider the first step to being an influencer, someone who's got close to the 30,000 connection cap or wow. has a large reading following of their articles or yeah. posts. Um, you know, I have, I don't know, over 20,000 people read articles of mine, but that's taken me time. Uh, I have over 20,000 first degree connections, I think closing on 22 or 23,000 now. And how long did that take you, Ian? And were you adding Uh, them manually? Years, daily activity. (laughs) It's like anything else. It doesn't, it isn't something that you can build overnight. I mean, there are people that try and shortcut that. Mm -hmm. And what they do is they either send out a whole bunch of spammy emails to people Mm -hmm. um, or they have people do that. These are people I've built up over time. So... I don't know what the number is today. Let me see. I can tell you. And then, of course, you're always going to have to weed some people out, too, because some people, they become connections and they find out they're not really, you know, they really, you really don't want them as a connection. So I'm closing on 22,000 now, 21,641. The max is 30,000 since Microsoft bought LinkedIn. So before oh, you that, you can't get past the, the 30. 
But you can on your business profile, right? Yeah, from articles point of view or follower on your business page, that's not limited. But from a first degree connections point of view, the current limit is 30,000. Uh, so, for example, when I write articles, I have people read my articles. And there's been some recent changes to that where you can subscribe weekly and there's a whole bunch of other changes. Mm -hmm. And then LinkedIn just went live with video streaming, live video streaming like Facebook Live, which I don't know if they've opened it up to everybody, but I, I'm starting to see some people on that uh, over the last couple of days. So that's something that's coming. Uh, but in terms of articles, let me just see how many second I'll tell you. So articles are a great way to, to grow your network, not only of people that are connected to you directly, but just to grow your network because there's no upper limit. So you can write articles as much as you want and as many people as you want can follow articles. Let me just see on the article. So there's no limit to followers on your articles. Yeah, people can subscribe just and they made some changes there so it makes it even better where they can actually uh, they can actually, you can actually have it promote that you're writing a weekly article or whatever you want. Um, I haven't written a huge amount of articles lately just because I finished my MBA and I haven't had time. Congratulations. But, uh, <laughs> hmm? I said I congratulations. It. <laughs> but it took me a while. So I've got almost 21,000 people who read my articles. Currently 20,934 followers. Now that also isn't something that I built overnight. So it took time to, to get there. The other thing that I think a lot of people, um, you know, really need to understand about LinkedIn is the pay memberships of LinkedIn have benefits, but it all depends on how you use LinkedIn. So, you know, really the, the, the best thing that I can recommend anybody who wants to become a LinkedIn influencer is spend some time daily at a certain time of day uh, and do daily activity because that's what really gets you visible on LinkedIn. But don't be too uh, spammy or promotional because I think there's a lot of people, I mean, one of my, I guess my personal people lately that's kind of been annoying me is Grant because I think he promotes too much of the same stuff. Like there's no value, it's just a post. So if you're going to do posting, and it's fine if it's still or video or whatever you want to do, just make it have some value. Oh, yeah. sure. uh, I think a lot of people use like Hootsuite and other platforms to just spam LinkedIn and that it's not a good thing. Like it's right. just not, it's not going to grow anything. It's going to annoy people. That's what it'll do. Um, now an example of someone who does it well, I think is Gary Vanderchuk, which is no surprise. He always adds a lot of value. So even if his posts seem a little spammy, which they are to a certain degree, at least you're getting some value out of it. So you if you're going to do a lot of posting, mm -hmm. make sure that you have the content to back it up. So something interesting that Gary V does is that he documents, he doesn't, he doesn't just do, you know, value add videos, but it's more so like he's on his way somewhere or he's doing his yep. speaking engagement, but he, it's really like, he makes you feel like you're just, you're a part, part of, of his, his day, life. you're a part of his yeah. life, you're a part of his yeah, day, you're like the fly on the wall and yeah. you're kind of tuning into what he yep. is doing, right? Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Well, he actually posted today, and I don't know if you've seen it on LinkedIn, but he posted a slide deck, which is basically his giving away his social media strategy because he knows no one will do it. But it's a great slide deck about how to build a social media strategy on all networks. Now, I think what's happened in the last six to nine months is people are starting to realize that LinkedIn has a lot of value. Mm -hmm. I've always believed it had a lot of value. So to me, that's been true since day one. It's just lately people are starting to realize that, well, if you want to sell to somebody who maybe has money, LinkedIn's a good way to do that.
that's not new. They just weren't paying attention to it. Historically, they were saying, okay, you got to be on Facebook to do that, or you got to be on Instagram to do that, or you got to be on whatever. And and I'm not saying you shouldn't be on those other platforms. I just know from my, from what I do on a daily basis, I sell the business owners. So to me, they're not on those other platforms to do business on LinkedIn. They are. So what do you, Uh, what do you think Ian about, I mean, you just were talking about, you know, the business to business. Yeah. Uh, versus business to consumer. How yep. do you feel? I mean, I'm seeing a lot more um, car professionals, mm-hmm. you know, who work in a dealership doing mm-hmm. a lot of the same types of promotional salesy videos mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. doing on other platforms and they're doing it on LinkedIn. Um, I mean, I have some personal friends who actually post on LinkedIn with with mixed success. I mean, the one I use as an example a lot is a gentleman I know who happens to work in a Lexus dealer a couple blocks away from me. He just posts vehicles he sold. So he says, okay, here are the three people I sold this week. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, But you gotta be a little cognizant of the fact that the sophistication of the platform is a little different. Mm-hmm. So I'd just like, there. and you see this with realtors too. Realtors, you know, they post what they sold. Like to me, I don't care what a realtor sold. What I care about is why is that realtor? Uh, why should I use that realtor? So what makes you different? And I think that's where they're missing on LinkedIn. They're, they might be posting the same video or, or images on Facebook or Instagram or wherever they're posting them. You need to have content that's specifically for LinkedIn. So what you need to say is, okay, I'm XYZ salesperson. Yeah, I sell a lot of vehicles. Here's why you should talk to me. And I'd argue the same with the with the realtor. Like, I don't care what you sold last week. What I care about is what makes you different from every other realtor. What makes you different? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So to take a page from Gary, you know, tell me about what makes you a good realtor or what makes me want to, you know, do business with you. Um, you know, and, and I think a lot of it should be about, you know, maybe something that you know that other people don't know or something that you can share to help that person. And, and there was actually a pretty good video today from, uh, I think, a salesman from the Not Automotive Group. And it was a combination of him going through a used car, which he hasn't sold yet, obviously, and also doing a shout out to other members of his automotive group um, saying, you know, I mean, here's a challenge for you. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, and I, there's another guy, uh, I think his tagline is out of California, selling cars like candy bars, I think it's his Yeah, I love that oh. guy. Yeah. That's and a he great does some brand. Interesting brand. Stuff. He does some interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's about interest. It's not about sort of, uh, what was me, what's wrong in the world. And I think there's a lot of people that shoot video just to shoot video. Um, you know, shoot video and, and add something interesting. And it may not even be your content. It may be something interesting that you found today, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, But really, you want people to be interested in you, but not only that, to add value so they're interested in looking at your profile, or they're interested in doing business with you. And that's where you got to combine that with other tools. So whether it's Sales Navigator, if you're a salesperson, or whether it's the Human Resources piece, which is uh, also a big part of LinkedIn, you know, I see a lot of uh, human resource professionals just doing posts, but not really understanding, you know, whether they're a headhunter or an HR department or whatever. You know, you really have to have that person want to interface with you. Um, and you have to do that by saying, okay, why should I work for XYZ company? Or why should I work with XYZ headhunter? Or why should I work with a certain amount of car person? Right? Um, yeah, I think, brands, I think brands today are you know, really starting to think a lot further than just sales. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. also about, you know, when you put yourself out there, you don't know who's watching, right? Yeah. And yeah. you don't even know the, uh, the, the potential opportunities that exist from other people just watching you because they may want to uh, buy something from you or they may even want to work for you, right? Are but we, that, yeah, that or hire all t- you or hire yeah. you. So it's like that all ties into, you know, how you're representing yourself on, on all these different platforms. It's not just about, Hey, yeah. you know, here's what I sell. Come buy it for me. Yeah. I mean, be careful about certain things that I think people put on LinkedIn that, you know, they really shouldn't. So one of those things, I think is anything political, be very careful. Uh, and there is a ton of that gun stuff. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. So, and uh, what else, Ian? I'm sorry, I missed that. Politics, gun, gun stuff, gun like, stuff. You know, selling guns or wow. beating on people that have guns or whatever that is. I mean, to I'd me, agree that's with you. A little bit nuts. Right. right. Uh, lately, there's been a lot the of marijuana, pro marijuana stuff, which I think okay. you got to be really careful about. Uh, okay. I just think that that's a real hornet's nest. Right. Um, and anything where they're really attacking somebody. Like there's a lot yeah. of news anchors now who post like the really bad news on LinkedIn. Like I don't yeah, want to hear it's that. It's all bad. Yeah, no guns. Um, and the other thing is you got to look bad at news. your audience. So when you look at your audience on LinkedIn, these tend to be better educated people. Not to say that yeah. someone who doesn't have has less or more education is better. They tend to be you know uh, high income individuals. So you know there there isn't that it isn't like that you know uh, cat video place. That's not what you're putting on the on the network. Like on a weekend, no cat videos on LinkedIn, whatever, right? Like if you're doing it on a weekend on LinkedIn, that's fine. But if you're doing it Monday to Friday, okay, it just it doesn't speak well to you. That's not to say don't have fun. Uh, I mean, I think that there's people that have a lot of fun. I mean, sales humor is one that I look at every day, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fine to have fun as long as it's business centered. Business so it, and that's and that's really the main difference, right? Between between Facebook and LinkedIn yeah. is that some posts are just more acceptable on Facebook. You can have a you know a, a good laugh on cats falling down or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, when I you put it on LinkedIn, it's just LinkedIn. it's out of place. Yeah. Not interested. And, and not only that, I mean, I think you get a lot of people more so on LinkedIn than any other platform that are curating the content for LinkedIn. So they're removing a lot of that stuff. I mean, there was a woman that I think could have done a way better job. And I, again, I'm not meaning to bash anybody, but I think her tagline was sexy chef or something like to that effect. So she was putting online all these images that were really kind of quasi pornographic. And I was okay. like, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. <laughs> but is it in a, like like an eclipse? Like, did you still did you still I think, I think did you still stay connected, or did you block her? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, don't do that on this platform. Like, a, it paints you in a bad light, and b, it's not yeah. appropriate for the platform. Not appropriate. You know, it's, like you know, pick another tagline. I mean, the other one that I I use as an example of what to do, and I'm not sure the name of the company, but I think it's Celebrity Pop, or she's a she's a she makes popsicles. I think it's a standard pop or it's, it's like a nostalgia popsicle company out of California. And she has all these nostalgic photos where it's like the fifties, like she's in a fifties getup and she's selling popsicles and it's great. It's, it's a fantastic brand awareness campaign. She's been doing it for years. It's, it works great. There's a swimsuit lady. Um, I think she's also out of California who does great work on, on LinkedIn where she I mean, initially she got a little bit people got, got all over because of the sort of 
lewdness of some of the photos, but she learned quickly and is adapted. But, you know, I mean, you just got to be cognizant that, you know, it's not really uh, a platform where some of that content makes sense. And it wouldn't be any different if it was a man who happened to be like a male model posting half-naked photos of himself. Like, that's not, that's not the platform for that. I don't think any platform is for that, but LinkedIn definitely isn't. And you, and you shouldn't be doing that. And the same thing is true with people that get all into politics, whether it be uh, Middle Eastern politics or North American politics or U.S. politics. I mean, nobody wants to see that. They just don't, right? So, and, and you just got to be careful about that. Uh, and I think there's a lot of people that are sensitive to that, and, and clearly they, they remove it anyway. But uh, it's just, you just got to be cognizant that, you know, keep it professional. It's fine if it's self-improvement, if it's fine if it's learnings, it's fine if it's feedback. Um, some of the confessionals are can be interesting sometimes. Some of them, I think, go a little too far, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, I think as long as you're cognizant of it. Yeah, and I think, you know, like you said, it's something that takes time, and it takes time because you still have to find your voice on the platform, and, yeah. you know, who, what what kind of things you're interested in, you want to be posting on, and what people yeah. are, are responding to. I and, find you know, myself nervous to post on LinkedIn sometimes, where with Facebook, I might type up and throw anything on there. With LinkedIn, I'm, ah, should I post that? I, oh, I didn't realize. A couple great tips on there that you gave us, Ian, I didn't realize... Uh, articles are unlimited for followers um, versus posts. It seems like articles have a little more longevity. I also like setting aside the time every day. Articles, the other thing that I think people, and I, maybe it's part of our ADD these days, uh, and I see that's true on, on all social media, is they look at it and they go, okay, well, I post this article and I only got 50 people to look at it. Well, not everyone's going to look at that article immediately. And not everybody is going to look at it, even over time specifically. But the key to writing articles, in my opinion, is write a bunch of articles. Don't post them immediately. Write a bunch of articles. Think on it for a, a while. Make sure you edit them properly. And then realize that it may take time to build up articles. I mean, I have a lot of readers in my articles, but my, my top article maybe has four or 5,000 views, tops. 